So it's been a hot minute since we had our last episode of Chain in the Valley. Navid and I have been super busy. We just got back from Washington, D.C., where we participated in the Congressional Blockchain Education Day, which was hosted by our friends at the Chamber of Digital Commerce. Most of you might remember Pirian Boring, who is the founder, was on our podcast a few weeks ago. The event was awesome. There was over 100 chamber members and We had the privilege of meeting with lawmakers and congressmen and women who are interested in blockchain technology. And all of our meetings happened on Capitol Hill, which was pretty awesome as well because I've never been to Capitol Hill. One of the meetings that stood out to me the most was with Ted Budd. We got to sit down with him in a roundtable forum with a few other crypto and blockchain companies to discuss our own technology as well as the benefits of blockchain as a whole. So now we're back and we are returning to our normal Chain in the Valley publishing schedule because, well, we know you missed us. You are listening to Peer Nova's Chain in the Valley, where we discuss all things blockchain and DLT over our morning coffee. Here are your hosts, Sonia and Navid. You may or may not have noticed already, but I am hosting this episode solo. Navid is out, but I am super excited to introduce Ashwin Rajan, who is one of our extremely talented and gifted Piernova interns. He's going to be working with us this summer, focusing on security and cryptography. So welcome, Ashwin. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So to start off, I would love to hear how you got into security and cryptography. Uh, Last year, I took a number theory course where we learned about elliptic curves. I ended up writing a paper on elliptic curve cryptography because I found it so interesting. Um, In fact, I I just love how security is so connected with math and number theory. So when I think of cryptography, the first thing that comes to my mind is that it's a secret language. There's a bunch of numbers and hashes, and there's codes that really aren't able to be read by anyone except the sender and receiver. So you and I talked previously before the show, and I asked you if encryption was the same thing as cryptography. A lot of us actually encounter encryption daily, and we don't even know it. Say, our credit cards, debit cards, SIM cards, all that is encrypted. So encryption is a tool used for cryptography. What else can you tell us? So cryptography is split between two parts, cryptology and cryptanalysis. Cryptology is when you write and protect encryptions, and cryptanalysis is when you process uh, when you go through the process of breaking codes. So cryptography uses some primitive concepts, one of which is encryption. And you do that to be able to transfer information securely to a receiver without some adversary accessing the information. So I also read your paper on cryptography. It was really informative. You talk a lot about asymmetric, which is public key cryptography, and symmetric cryptography. What would you say the difference is between the two? The difference is that symmetric cryptography uses the same key for both encrypting and decrypting. This makes things difficult between the sender and the recipient uh, because they have to safely communicate in advance. RSA and ECC are two types of public key cryptography, and they both rely on trapdoor functions. Those are things that are easy to calculate one way but difficult to calculate the other. It's far safer because it doesn't require communication beforehand. So if we were to use a real-life example, say I wanted to send a message to you, Ashwin, and I, Sonia, didn't want anyone to read it. How would you say that would work? And let's pick on Navid since he's not here today. What if he tried to intercept it? What would happen then? Sonia, you'd have to send the message with my public key. 
So you would have originally the plain text message, then you would turn it into an unreadable text using my public key. Then I, being the only person with my private key, would decrypt it. If Naveed saw it along the way, then he wouldn't be able to read it. It would be unreadable to him because I'm the only one with my private key. Interesting. And when we talk about hashes in cryptography, like SHA-256, which we know Piranova uses to create Merkle roots and Merkle trees, and also it's used in Bitcoin, how does this hash help you encrypt the data? So hashes are used to encrypt information in a way they can't be decrypted. That's what makes hashing and encryption so different. Uh, the hash is a function that produces unreadable text. So it's used for data integrity. If that uh, hashed text changes, then we know that the plain text has also changed. However, no one who sees the hash text will be able to reverse it. So I've also heard this term zero-knowledge proofs in the industry. What exactly is that? So zero-knowledge proofs are proofs in which you show someone else um, that you know information without actually providing that information. It's useful for a lot of different purposes. For example, banking, uh, the banking industry, because they want to say, do you have enough money? Do you, are you eligible for this loan? But they don't want to receive your actual information because that's private. And if we're going to tie cryptography back to blockchain technology, we know that's used to ensure things like data integrity, non-repudiation, authenticity, and then in some cases, confidentiality. And since cryptography is such a large part of blockchain technology, do you see yourself in the distributed ledger industry? Uh, I know that as long as technology advances, security will be important, and in my opinion, the most important part of technology. I have a lot of different interests, but after how much I learned this summer about cryptography, I will always hold a special place in my heart for cryptography. Ashwin, thank you so much again for being here. Cryptography is definitely not for the faint of heart, and we so appreciate you taking the time to explain the science behind it all to our listeners, and of course myself. So for those of you who want to explore this topic more, we have a few resources listed in the summary of this episode. And that's a wrap. So thank you for listening to Chain in the Valley, where we cover all things blockchain and DLT over your favorite cup of coffee. Please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, Stitcher, or chaininthevalley.com. You can also join the conversation and tweet us at Piernova Inc. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day.